Hello, and welcome to another episode of Ray's Music Reviews. Um, today, we are joined by just uh, me, Ray, and KP. KP! Yes. Um, Green Day Jared was not able to join us today. So we're pushing off the In Utero episode a week or so. Came in with a sub. Depends how that hap- Depends how that goes along. Mm-hmm. But um, right now we have decided to uh, continue a thing we did a while back. Um, if you remember, we did an episode called um, Musical. Musical Blind Spots. And basically it was a thing. I, I did um, emo music. Jer- Jared did um, hyper pop and you did funk, I believe. And um, it, it was very fun. Even though I actually have um, made some updates to the um, emo emo playlist like a little while after. Um, Honestly, I like it more now. But um, I decided, but uh, in this, we uh, just decided to put this together. This is basically just, we call it Musical Blind Spots, the albums. It's probably, it's just albums we really want to talk about that we don't really, (laughs) that sometimes we don't really. Either we don't hear people talk as much as we want them to, not as we want them to, but as <laughs> you know, as we believe it deserves, or just an album we feel is underrated, underrated in an artist's discography or in just music as a whole. Well, sometimes with an artist, they have this, these peak moments in their careers. Yeah. And a lot of times when you get a peak moment in a career then people will go back and listen to what led them to that moment but then once they leave the the uh the popular culture uh thought process suddenly some of these we we fool ourselves into thinking that what they're doing isn't good anymore when it's just doesn't touch the culture's pulse like it once did and so some of these records can be forgotten and there can be really good work on there especially if an artist touched you you continue to follow through with them when other people don't. And then sometimes people just... Genres disappear. Yeah. You know, there, there's... I'll talk about... I think I'll talk about... I'm not 100% sure what I'll talk about, but I may talk about a couple of things where there was a style of music in, from an area of the country that just isn't thought about anymore, yeah. and it disappears. And doesn't mean that what they were doing wasn't good. Yeah. Um, should I start this off? or Do it, should please. you? All right, um, I'm gonna start off with an album that might, might, might. I don't know if this necessarily counts as underrated, but it's certainly, in my opinion, um, underrated within the artist's full discography. Um, Scary Monsters and Super Creeps by David Bowie. I, I don't know necessarily how underrated this is. I know a lot of, especially a lot of Bowie fans, view this album as a classic. Um, I'm just gonna say it. This is probably my favorite Bowie album. Mm-hmm. Um, I view it as the culmination of all of his work. It's the only Bowie album I have on vinyl. Um, From Revolver sh- Records, Twelfth Avenue. Um, yeah. Pittsburgh, Florida. So um, yeah, uh, and I think that's interesting because because I do view this as the culmination of all his work, as I said, and actually on the back of the album. Uh, it's basically just like Bowie's past album covers, but like kind of, 
cut and put together in like a weird picture thing. It's really cool. And it's also probably the heaviest David Bowie album. No, that's very weird to say for a David Bowie album. But <laughs> a lot of it is uh, just just extremely good. Extremely good. I think Jared's talked about it some on the podcast, too. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've heard anything from this, you've probably heard um, maybe It's No Game. Maybe uh, either that or, like, Teenage Wildlife. Uh yeah, just 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 classic. I, I I view it as his best. It might not be his best, but my favorite, personally. Right, but and it's it's not thought of like in the it's co- not thought of in the like Diamond Dogs or uh, Ziggy Stardust. Or, or I I say it's not thought of as the same way as like Hunky Dory mm-hmm. or or Ziggy or um, even Low. Right. They're not not and, even Low. Low is a great record. And the last record he put out. Before his, before his death was really highly acclaimed and justifiably so I highly recommend that record to anybody that's as good as anything that was put out that year <laughs> absolutely um, and uh, on my number two spot I have something that's going to surprise you I have Red Hot Chili Peppers Live at Slain Castle okay what's crazy is um, my cousin gave me that live dvd years and years ago it is spectacular i never knew you'd listen to that before no because okay there is a certain stereotype about my chemical romance fans right mm-hmm. and it's that um they always will look and it's that if there is a live um footage of a band in their um recommended or if if they just start liking a band now they will look for a concert of that band live mm-hmm. um my, I, when I was younger, always listened to MCR, and I still listen to MCR, and that stereotype is absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Um, so I got this very fast, and I it, it was a breeze, just the whole way through. It was crazy. They never slowed down. Right. Never. Right. It was so weird. They were they were hitting on all cylinders at that point in their career, and I'm alive. I'm alive. Uh, you know well. I'm a, I'm a live guy anyway. I like yeah. those live records. Um, I, I will also say One Hot Minute is very underrated as well. It's Dave the one, Navarro. It's the, yeah, the one with Dave Navarro. I enjoy it uh, too. Yeah, it's it's the closest they ever got to metal. I, I think it's really cool. Airplane's on that, right? Airplane, yeah. And that, that's the hit. But, and yeah. that's a little more chili pepperish than a lot of the rest of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, next I have actually an album we reviewed, uh, Say Anything is a Real Boy. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if you want more of my opinions on that, watch the review. Um, one of my favorite albums of the 2000s, one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, in, in my opinion, um, just a, one of, if not the best pop punk album I've ever heard. Um, Speaking of live music, we sat up watching it on YouTube the other night. A lot of those concert footage. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, next, I have MF Doom's Born Like This. Um, I like this album specifically because um, it's it's his most... How do I say? It's his most villainous record. It's very villain in a literal sense. 
where a lot of the times on that on on uh, this album he's very vulgar. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like like on 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 Mad Villainy. I was listening to Mad Villainy earlier today. He's a lot more of you, you, a, you got it today. I got it today. On vinyl, right? right. Yeah, it, and I I listen record store day and um. I listened to it, and in his villain thing, it, it was a lot more of a fun thing, right? Right. On this one, it's just very harsh and vulgar and very villainous in, like, a literal way. There are some songs that have aged poorly. It's a 2009 rap album. Right. So, of course, there's going to be some stuff that's aged very uh, poorly. <laughs> ab- abrasive. Uh, <laughs> abrasive content, yeah. Yeah, like, um, uh, people bring up Batty Boys. That song has aged bad right uh, <laughs> uh and lastly i have oasis is the master plan which is actually a b-sides album um it's their also their third best album <laughs> it 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 kills me because it's probably the worst song on that on this b-sides album is probably better than any song they've made post 95 <laughs> it, it it it's weird because i don't know like i think if this was released as an actual album oasis could have made it out of the 90s i think there is a good argument for that because this album who stopped aqueous from being on an album who stopped that from happening right why did people and and like just oasis's b-sides in general like I catch myself listening. To, they have a cover of uh, "Come On, Feel the Noise." Oh my god! <laughs> right. Specifically, the British version. <laughs> um, it. I. That's it for me. <laughs> Wait, no, it's not. Actually, <laughs> sorry. Um, I have one last one that I want to shout out. Um, Brave Little Abacus. I just got back from the discomfort. We're all right. Um, it is. It's very well put together emo rock um it i understand it it got big online not not big but you know it 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 got a little bit of a following online i i feel like no one other than like people online know about it Mm -hmm. you know and um i i just think it's really i just think it's really really great um I get it if you're not the biggest fan of it, though, because I, I did not like this dude's vocals at first. <laughs> they, they grew on you. It, it, it did. It did. Um, especially uh, over time. A lot of the lyrics are extremely cryptic, which is a thing I like. One song on there is about, like, when he's uh, the lead singer of the band whose name I don't, I, I kind of forget. Um, he, one of, it's written about a time where he went to his childhood house to clean it out, but, but, but that was, um, but he helped his, he helped his parents move out of his childhood house and that kind of stuck with him and hearing him write about it. It's so compelling. It, it's just a g- great, great, gr- really great album for me. Um, and on to you. Okay, this this I could probably do forty records. Okay, because I'm old, but yeah. I'm not going to, of course. I feel like now, yours are going to be less known than mine. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Now, um, I will say there are there are a number of soundtracks on here. Yes, and this this particular list, like I said, I hope we revisit this and do this again with some other artists because I feel like 
any type of musical blind spots thing is fun. Like I have a friend named Josh that'll hit me with uh, Tyler Childers song <laughs> all the time. Yeah, you know, just, just you know, I, I I love it when people send me music because one thing it, it lets me know how we communicate, which is through music, which yeah. is great for people like us. Yeah, right. But um, anyway, so I'll move on to my list here. I'll start with Public Enemy. Um, they had a record in 94 called Music in Our Mess Age. And it's one of the more, I know this sounds weird, danceable <laughs> uh, records that they had. I remember during that time period, I, there were um, a couple of songs on there that I would play at parties or at the bar I worked in. Um Specifically, songs one through three, three being Give It Up is a just a fun banger, but it is absolutely public enemy. It's music. It's M-U-S-E, sick, dash, in, dash, our, mess, age. And it runs through all the topics. Public enemy hits better than just about anybody else, and it is fantastic. And they did a soundtrack called He Got Game to a spectacular film and you will you probably know the title track which is they use a cover of there's something happening here and it's it's that's really great but the whole record is good and the and the spike lee movie is fantastic starring basketball star ray allen it's really fantastic i go on to you you spoke of Bowie and you picked an album out of his, you know, Princess probably 30 records and yeah, there's a lot of them that you could pick and go, that's that's pretty underrated because nobody thought about it. He just kept putting out music when people no longer dialed into him. Mm-hmm. But the two soundtracks that he did, he did one with Graffiti Bridge. Prince made Purple Rain, that's famous. Graffiti Bridge, people didn't really pay attention to. Um, it wasn't that great to begin with, so it makes sense. But he produced, wrote Graffiti Bridge, the record is good. The title track, not so great. The rest of the record is really good, and he's writing songs on here. It's not just Prince. There's more staying the time here. Mavis uh, Mav- Staples is on here from the Staples Singers. She, uh, Tevin Campbell had a hit with Round and Round. It's on this record. One of my favorite Prince songs ever is Thieves in the Temple. It's on this record. And it's neat because you see how he's able to envision what another artist can do really well and write for their voice Hmm. and and make it uh, unique to each person and that's and when you contemplate the fact that he was also trying to write a script produce direct a movie star in a movie all that at the same time it's pretty crazy Mm -hmm. under a cherry moon is the other movie that he did all those things with Again, it's not a it's not a fantastic movie, but any I can't imagine there's more than a tomato on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> but uh, the creativity is all there. Both these movies can be hemmed up with pseudo video style moments where it's like uh, Michael Jackson used to do that, right? He would have these yeah. short films that weren't really movies, but he would try to put them in theaters. Whereas Prince actually got away with doing <laughs> that with two movies in theaters. But the album yeah, that goes, um, go ahead. Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes gave it a nineteen percent, right? Out of a hundred, I, I get it. I get the it. audience score was a thirty-nine percent, so that's better. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, 
But that being said, Parade is a fantastic record. And some of the standout tracks on here, Mountains is a, is a fantastic, everybody knows Kiss. Yeah. You don't have to be beautiful, all that. It's, it's wonderful. Everybody knows Kiss. But the other tracks on here, Mountains is Tour de Force Prince, uh, Another Lover, Another Lover Holding the Head is a Tour de Force rock song from Prince. Um, Girls and Boys is a cool little back and forth fun song there. The record is great. Sometimes it snows in April. Suddenly got played because of Prince passing away in April. Mm-hmm. And it was a song that was largely overlooked by a lot of people. And then, you know, when he passes it, uh, famously, D'Angelo winds up doing that show on Jimmy Fallon right after the death. And that kind of brought it into the mm-hmm. national conscience all uh, for the first time. Now, that leads me into D'Angelo, who, as you're a D'Angelo, you like D'Angelo. I like D'Angelo. I think Rolling Stone had all three of his records in the top, in the top 500, yeah. 500 of all time. Um, so I'm not going to touch on any of those, although I do think that D'Angelo is an artist that has been overlooked because mm-hmm. his moment in time was only three records in 20 years, 30 years, right? Yeah. However, he has a live record called Live from the Jazz Cafe in London. It was made in 1998, and if you love hearing a fantastic artist doing what he does best, playing the keyboards and all that, please check that record out. Yeah. D'Angelo getting down on the keys, doing Smokey Robinson's Cruising is just, and the whole record is so good. Lady is a great song. Brown Sugar, of course, is the hit from his career. Uh, it's it's just a fantastic record. And hearing him on the keys brought me into another guy who's fantastic on keyboards or on the piano, which is Ben Folds. And the Ben Folds 5's breakthrough moment was the song Brick uh, off of whatever, whatever, ever, amen, mm-hmm. um, which is a play on words to Randy Travis's forever and ever, amen, I would assume, which if you want to hear really good music the one before that Storms of Life by Randy Travis is off the chain I'm going to sneak that in there if you're into your country music that thing is great now back to Ben Folds I'm a big fan of the unauthorized biography of Reinhold Messner Messner now this is a very mature record uh, Mess is on there which a lot of people may may know that, that but Ben Folds never had, like, his breakthrough moment wasn't Prince's breakthrough moment, or, you know what I'm saying? Mm. So, uh, people who know Ben Folds know Ben Folds, but uh, Mess is a fantastic track off here. Magic is one of my favorite love song style songs. Army is tour de force, Ben Folds, tongue in cheek, making fun of the way he grew up and how he got into bands and all of that. Highly recommend this record, especially if you really get into guys that can tickle the ivories a little bit my last one that i'm going to bring up today would be um concrete blondes mexican moon and i uh, i feel like jonette the bass player and the lead singer of this band is a force to be reckoned with i love her voice i I fell in love with it listening to uh, 
when Pump Up the Volume came out, they did a cover of Everybody Knows by Leonard Cohen. And it's a really good cover. It, it heightens the way um, two different people can sing the same song, and it can be totally different. It gives you a completely different view on that song. But that led me into, and of course, everybody that's my age knows the song Joey off of Bloodletting. Most people that would know Joey off Bloodletting would also know the Vampire song, which is the title track, Bloodletting. Walking in London, they were still riding high off that record that had had some pop culture uh, success. And then the things kind of had gone in a different direction by the time Mexican Moon comes out. But they dive in, and I, I, matter of fact, I wrote around listening to it today. It is a fantastic record. Um, I recommend her entire catalog, but I really recommend diving into that one. It, um, they do manage to change up their styles on each record a little bit due to content, which I always find fascinating and appreciate in a band. But that would be my group of records. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, that was it. <laughs> what do you listen to this week? Uh, oh, th- this week? Um, in utero, a lot, a lot. <laughs> Which uh, will be soon, we hope. We hope, Jared. Oof. As soon as Jared's available, I'm gonna listen we're gonna to it, it a lot more. It's all right. It's a great record. Yeah. Um, I've listening. I've been listening to a lot of specifically. Um, I, I just okay. Let me start off. I've been listening to Car Seat Headrest Teens of Denial, mm-hmm. which is my favorite Car Seat Headrest album. And one of my favorite albums of the 2010s. Uh, it is genuinely um, uh, just drunk drivers. Killer whales is one of my is one of my favorite songs of the 2010s. Again, mm-hmm. um, Carsey Tedris is just a really good band. Right. I uh, did well. They made good stuff, and and last year they didn't. Um, (laughs) moving on Um, I listened to okay this is funny so there's this band called Lovejoy and this band has a YouTuber in it that I used to watch a lot Um, the YouTuber that is in this band um, is not known for what I knew him for now. Mm-hmm. Um, main, mainly people know him as a Minecraft YouTuber. I knew him because he used to have a YouTube group that would do, like, videos on, like, particular subreddits. Uh, it was very entertaining, and it was very funny. Um, this is also way better than it has any right to be. <laughs> um, I, I'm a bit of a sucker. It's just, like, indie rock, but it has a lot of horns in it. Which I am a bit of a sucker for. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it's very pleasant. It's extremely pleasant. <laughs> um, after that, I, I just listened to, um, like, the microphones. Oh, um, I listened to Fishmans, who are a Japanese band. Uh, they, uh, if you know them, you know them from their live album, which, um, if you go on, like, online music websites, it's probably the highest rated live album on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout their career, they did a lot of different things. They did a lot of psychedelic stuff. 
Um, they had, like, sometimes they would delve into reggae. Um, it just, they just, uh, just a really good band. Just, <laughs> overall, um, I did listen to a lot of MCR. Uh, that's kind of it. Oh, um, the soundtrack for the new Bo Burnham movie came out uh, on Spotify. You're a big fan of the film. Um, it is one of my favorite movies. I, I have watched it every week since it came out. <laughs> it is incredible but you just yeah it's it's a, it's a lot you gotta you gotta kind of emotionally prepare for it before you right. watch it which is why I haven't been watching it every day right um the concept is Bo Burnham who if you don't know him he was a comedian but um his specific type of comedy is that he would more make just a little clever uh quippy joke mm-hmm. that would make you like look at a problem uh, that that was um, mainly his thing. Um, I, I really like uh, his what, which was the name of one of his performances. Um, he took a big break after 2017, and he came back with this, which is basically the whole concept of the movie is that he locks himself inside one room for just the majority of 2020 because again he didn't really have anything else to do right and a lot of it uh, is just a lot of people did yeah a lot of it is him um it is the best representation of the year that 2020 was and the start of 2021 was in many ways um it perfectly encapsulates every feeling and that's why you kind of have to mentally prepare for it before you watch it. Right, it was a depressing time <laughs> it for was, all of us. It was a very rough time. Right. And, and just, but the, but the whole movie, just musically especially, it is very good. Extremely good. Excellent. <laughs> um, that's about it. I mean, I mean, it's, pro- it's probably not, but I've listened. I, I, it's been two weeks, man. <laughs> right, right. Let's see. I listened to... A lot of Little Steven's Underground Garage. I listen to uh, Fishbones, Give a Monkey a Brain. He'll think he's the center of the universe. I listen to all these records I, I named today, along with some Driving and Crying. Um, I bought a Donovan record for like five bucks at, at uh, Revolver Records, 12th Avenue, Pensacola, Florida today. Um, like five bucks. It was, it was in the used pile. And... I was stunned at how, because I, I, Little Stevens plays that music a little bit, and uh, yeah, and I was stunned at how uh, pleasant a listen it was, along with the Prince, uh, yeah, the acoustic Prince. record. Um, I, I will mention, I, I did mention earlier, I listened to Mad Villainy on vinyl today. Right. Um, when the start of all caps came up, um, just chills up and down my spine. Right. It was insane. The, my air conditioner was not on. Because he's recently passed. Yeah, he, he well, that, yeah, it, it is that. Just But I just got, as soon as it started, I just got, the the, the start to, to all caps, mm-hmm. it just instantly, the chills up and down my spine. I, I don't know. I, I haven't felt like that in a while. Right. Dude, it, right. it was crazy. Um, one thing it's that great I, the music can do that yeah, too. Yeah, one thing that I really it's, it's like about that album is it's extremely obvious just how much fun MF Doom and Mad Lib had making that. Right. Uh, just 
just the appeal of it all. Uh, probably Mad Libs, some of Mad Libs, if not Mad Libs, best production. Um, MF Doom, some some of Doom's uh, best rhymes overall. Just great, great album. Uh, is that it? That a wrap? Let's see. Billy Withers live at Carnegie Hall. Listen to that a little bit. Yeah. Listen to some Stevie Winwood, but not Stevie Winwood versions. Listen to his uh, bands prior to going out on his own. Traffic and Blind Faith and Spencer Davis Group, all that. But um, what a wonderful time we have had over the last few weeks. Yes. Can't wait to get Jerry back to do the in utero thing and do some other things whenever he has time and whenever we have time. It's a busy time for a lot of us right now as uh, things pick up. But... Um, for KP, KP, for me, uh, the titular Ray of Ray's music <laughs> review. I, I don't know why that's my thing now. Um, I like it. I like it. I don't know. What, 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 what should I be called? I like it. Titular Ray. That's good. Go home. Heat production. Copyright 2021. Check out the game project. The G I N N project.com. The dark Knight Ray. I don't know. The Dark Knight, right? <laughs> I don't know how that works. As we begin to dive back uh, into those movies. Yes. 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 Um, that, that was an inside joke. Yeah. Uh, signing off, uh, 2021, copyright, go home.